Welcome to the Character Combine Podcast. I'm Josh Takimoto, and I know I've said it for the last three or four episodes, but Deb is not here again. I actually have another co-host. This one's going to be fun, and this one is one that my mom, our mom, might be a little bit nervous about. Uh, I don't think she listens, but uh, she would definitely get nervous once she finds out that we're podcasting together. It is my uh, second brother. Jordan Takimoto. What's up, man? How's it going? Good. I, I never know how to say that. You're, it's easy to introduce our brother, Justin, and it's easy to introduce my sister, our sister, Ashley, because I only have one sister. I have a youngest brother. I never know how to introduce you. Well, you know, I, I get it's tough, but I think for our sake today, um, you can kind of, I guess, introduce me as the one that's going to Wally Pip dead uh, because <laughs> I, I don't plan on giving the seat up. So... Um, do you hear that, Deb? You're in trouble. I I think I'm going to bring some, uh, some good numbers to the podcast and, um, I don't think you're going to be able to deny me anymore. So sorry, Deb, but uh, as coaches say, the best uh, ability is availability and, uh, I'm here and you're not. So, uh, sorry about that. There we go. The, uh, the gauntlet's been thrown down. Sorry, Deb. Uh, we've never had a guest come in that hot. Usually the guests are, um, a little bit nicer when it comes out. They're like, no, 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 I would never want to take her spot. But today's, today's a different story, Deb. I'm sorry. I'm going to send this clip to her, too. That way we can find out for sure whether or not she's coming back. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I am a little uh, fired up today. You know, I just um, I was speaking to um, our family, and um, they were surprised you were having me on the podcast today. Um, and just the idea that I'm not really an athlete, nor do I have any character whatsoever they they just they don't they don't get the uh why i'm here so um that, that was great to hear right uh before i left to uh to do this so i i am a little fired up and uh it should be good though that's good that's right that's that makes for good podcasting i think is uh bringing the heat but you're right that's not what you want to hear leaving the door uh and and um i can speak to his character he has he has plenty of character one of the best guys i know uh the athletic ability I can't speak to as much. It's <laughs> That's not true, miss. though. We played, we played tennis, though, the other day. Yeah, and we did. I'm terrible at tennis, so he was kind enough to invite me out to play tennis. Um, so you're pretty, you're not bad at tennis. Definitely, uh, definitely better than me. Yeah, you know, it's a work in progress, definitely. Yeah. That's why you have, he has one of those, uh, not, is it called Zep? Is yes. It, that, is it, yeah, the, yeah. it is that brand. Yeah. The Zep um, swing, anal- swing analyzers, which are pretty cool. Um I smoked a ball at 104, and I thought that was pretty fast until I looked up what an average tennis player hits, and I'm incredibly slow. Oh, it'll, it'll bum you out. It I, I, you know, even <laughs> even looking at like high school tennis players, um, yeah, that's why I don't post on social media because you're you're gonna have that one kid that played uh, high school uh, high school tennis, and it's they're gonna clown on me. So I just you know, why why put yourself up for that abuse when you could just hide it and never let anyone know. That's a good point. That's you know, a good point. Instagram, you, you're really kind of posting your best life, so um, they right. don't have to know that I'm hitting 65. Right. Well, you did send me, you sent me the, a couple of screenshots of, of some of my better times, and you're right, I didn't post that either, because at first it's like, oh, this, this would be cool to post, 
And then I kind of had some of the same thoughts thinking, I don't know if this is, I, I was impressed with myself. And then when I looked at that better numbers, I said, oh, this is not impressive at all, actually. And so I, I just kept it in my phone. And I showed my wife and, uh, and that was it. And she wasn't impressed either, but I, I did show her because I, you know, it just made me feel better. Yeah. <laughs> I could at least show somebody. But uh, anyways, so um, this episode is a little bit different. Um and so I'm calling Jordan my co-host today because I'm not really, I'm not going to interview him. Um, I'm not going to treat you like a normal guest because we're doing things a little bit differently. And this is something that Deb and I had talked about a little while ago. Um, we want to kind of mix up how we do things. Obviously, we have the, the typical episodes that we do where we have a guest and we interview the guest or it's just Deb and I talking to each other about a specific topic. And we were kind of just rolling around some ideas because at this point, I think this is going to be number 80, episode 87. And so we're getting close to that 100 episode marks. So we've been doing this for a little while now. And we thought it'd be fun just to mix it up a little bit. So along with the normal guest interviews that we do and along with just the normal uh, topics that we talk about, just her and I, we thought it'd be fun to do some episodes called Bench Chatter. And the whole idea about that, the whole idea behind that is you know, I played baseball, Deb played softball. And, you know, I think anybody who's played those games knows that those are some of the funnest places to be in a dugout uh, during a game. It's it's a fun place to be just because it's so much different than the other sports. The other sports are, are so much higher in the urgency and the intensity where you don't really, it's not as relaxing, but when you're in a dugout, um, especially a baseball dugout, it's a really kind of a relaxing place where you're having some fun conversation. People are pulling jokes on each other. You're also watching the game and learning about the game, so that one at the you know opportunity you get to go into the game, you're ready, and then you hopefully if, you know say you're a pitcher, you're learning you know batters tendencies, all these different things. So it's a really cool combination of learning about the game, learning learning about your opponent, but then also having a great time and getting to know your teammates better. So there's a lot of randomness that happens in the dugout as far as topics and all of that. So we're gonna try this out and see how it goes. Um, we're gonna start it off with just three topics. Uh, some might be current events. Some might be things that I think it would be funny to talk about with my co-host here. And then uh, after that, we have another segment that we'll do, and uh, we'll have some we'll have some fun with this. So, number one, Patrick Mahomes signed a ridiculous deal just recently. I think it was was it yesterday that he signed. Uh, yeah, I believe that you the know, extension. It was announced, you know, I don't know um, how how final it is, but I think that was kind of it was reported, and and yeah, but I, I believe it's you know. As, final. As, as finals as you can do, pretty Ooh. much. Do you have the do you have the number? What was that number? Um, I I do know approximately the guarantees, and that's like injuries, whatever. I, I believe that's one hundred and forty million, and it can go as high, I believe, as five hundred and three million. Dang, that's a lot of money. It's hard to even think about that much money. Mm-hmm. But yeah. he's also amazing. He's only twenty three, no twenty four. Uh, yeah, I think twenty four, twenty five. Oh, is he twenty five? Pro- probably around around that age. Um. That's crazy. And it's, uh, did you see DeAndre Hopkins tweet today? I, I didn't. No, I missed it. Oh, you didn't see it? No, I missed it. He, uh, I forgot what the picture was, but he posted and said, uh, 24, 24 reasons why he earned that money, which was the score of the Chiefs Texans game. Was it at halftime in the playoffs? Okay. Yeah. And then, uh, he's like, he'll probably win. I guarantee he wins more Super Bowls. So it's definitely a, a dig. At the Texans that he took there. Okay, um, you know you should check that out because okay. it was. I had to read it a couple of times. I'm like, ooh, DeAndre Hopkins is taking some shots. He's a little, he's a little salty, and <laughs> a you little know, salty. I think it's fair, justified. No, for sure. So, 
I, I mean, you're, I feel like you stay up on sports a lot more than I do as far as the, like the current news and contracts and stuff like that. Were, were they, because for me, it kind of came out of the blue. Did, was there any rumors that they were going to offer him something this, this, like right now? No, not that I'm aware of. And, you know, you know, I think we both follow, you know, the Adam Schefters of the world. Right. Um, and, and it just really did come out of the blue. Now, I'm not sure if that was just due to um, the pandemic, but usually with something like that, there's, you know, uh, sites are getting close. There, there are those like days or hours leading up to it. Um, and, and I personally didn't see it. And, you know, um, it's definitely something I'm checking basically every, every hour, every, every right. two hours. So it, right. it's not something... Um, you would have missed, and especially the, when the numbers came out, if, if someone heard, you know, that the deal started with a four, um, that would have been big <laughs> news, and it would have been, um, I, I think that would have circulated pretty uh, pretty quickly. Yeah, it's wild. I, sorry, I just pulled up uh, DeAndre Hopkins' tweet. 24 reasons why Mahomes deserves that. Zero doubts he will win more Super Bowls. So that was actually even more creative than I gave him credit for because he used the, the 24 and the zero. Yeah. Um, and actually, I'm gonna like that right now because I thought that was pretty funny. But um, yeah, no, it's pretty, it's pretty crazy. And he is just—it's crazy to watch, especially this last, the last playoff um, run that they made. Um, I think starting with that game, right? Was that the first game, or they came behind? They came from behind the game before that too, right? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure. Um, I can't remember, but that yeah. I do remember the 24 to nothing, mm-hmm. and then all of a sudden he flipped it on him, and it's like, what? Oh no, he, they did come back. It was against, um, it was against the Titans, right? Okay. So he, didn't they do that twice? And they, they, he had these just ridiculous comebacks. And at that point, you're thinking, oh, this is just, you're just seeing stuff. He does stuff that you just don't see from other people, right. um, which, is pretty, which is pretty crazy. So you see the number and it's like, oh, that's a ridiculous amount of money to pay someone. But then he's so young and he's so talented. I mean, it's hard, it's hard to say that it's not justified, I think. Well, he, he's, it seems to me, and, and I heard this, um, I was thinking about this today, and I heard another podcast mention it, and it's kind of that weird situation where, it, it's actually a rare situation where, you know, they say you never pay for path performance. Right. Which they kind of are. Right. Um, in that he's, he's won a Super Bowl, won an MVP, um, but they're also paying for what he's going to do in the future because, in, in my opinion, I think... Um, I don't think he's peaked yet. And as crazy as that sounds, you know, um, you know, I think obviously there's the physical stuff, but I think once he actually really hones in on the, the mental side of things and, and, you know, it's only what his third, this is going to be his third year. Mm-hmm. So I think once that the game starts slowing down even more, it's right. kind of when they get into that prime of, you know, 28, 29, 30, where you kind of have that meshing of, of the physical attributes are still there. But they, they have that complete ownage and mastery of, of not only their offense, but it seems like w- what the defense is trying to do to them. Right. It's pretty crazy, too. I don't know if you I don't know if you knew this, but we had uh, Justice Shelton Mosley on the podcast mm-hmm. who uh, went to Capital Christian High School, went to Harvard and then finished up his college career at Vanderbilt. And he recently signed with the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. Now, I don't know what his uh, I don't know uh, much about his situation or anything like that, but um I mean, it's got to be such a. I mean, he even mentioned on the podcast we did with him. It's got to, it's kind of a crazy feeling that you get drafted or you get signed by this team that just won the Super Bowl and has a guy that's that talented. And him being a receiver, that's got to be a pretty exciting thing. I personally would not want to try to catch a ball off Patrick Mahomes. No, yeah, you know what? He's got he, some heat. He does got some heat. Um, especially, I, I think it's pretty cold in Kansas City too. Yeah, um, no. <laughs> I, I know our baseball days; those Saturday morning practices were the worst. Um, yeah. But I, I can't even imagine. Um, and what I think Mahomes threw upper nineties in, in in college baseball. Mm-hmm. So um, 
Yeah, I mean, I, I don't have um, good good hands in general. Uh, <laughs> you know, there are some people probably in the world that that know that. Uh, we're not going to get into that probably, but um, <laughs> yeah, no, that that, that wouldn't be a, a, a fun thing. You you know, I think we'd be double uh, putting a couple gloves on to uh, maybe, maybe padding that a little bit more. Um, but but you know, as far as Sheldon, I think he's got to be you know stoked to uh, to be there because I mean, if anyone can can you know can really improve his chances at making it in the NFL. It's got to be Andy Reid because, I mean, that dude just knows yeah. how to use them. And, yeah. and, you know, you see other guys that kind of flourish there. And um, kind of from the stuff I've, I've heard um, from you talk about Sheldon, it's like when you have the the work ethic that he does and just the, the smarts that he does to pick things up, like right. um, it, if, he's, if he has a shot, it, it's going to be there. Um, you know, it's not like somewhere like – Sorry, Cleveland. I mean, it, <laughs> so I don't think we have anybody listening in Cleveland. So take your shots. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so you know, it's got to be um, pretty cool to uh, to be able to sign there and work with those two, uh, with Mahomes and then uh, with Andy Reid. You know, that, that's honestly probably the perfect perfect situation for someone like that who is you know trying to trying to make their way into the league. Um, yeah, I've always wondered about that too, and I don't think we've ever talked about this. But again, I don't follow the NFL draft as much as you do. Um, but it's it's always been a, such a weird thing to me when you get drafted. And obviously, you're excited to get drafted into the NFL because you're you're you know you have you're taking one more step towards your goal of of making it there. But if you get drafted to a certain team, that's got to be so brutal. I mean, you know, what I mean, like if you're getting drafted to a bad situation, I mean, I, I imagine your excitement's got to wear wear off really quick. It's almost like, man, I'm so excited, and then you realize. Oh, but this is the reality. Like, there's the like the money can only help you so much, and then you realize, oh, I'm gonna get you know whatever your position is. If you're a quarterback, you realize, oh, I'm gonna be running for my life all the time, or you know whatever the situation might be. It just it's gotta be just brutal. Right. No, definitely. And you know it's funny you say that because actually I was scrolling through Instagram uh, the share page yesterday and I saw I think it was probably a Bleacher Report post, um, and it was it was a quote from Jacoby Brissett, and he was like saying how much he, he didn't want to be drafted by, by the Patriots. You know, he, he got that, you know, he met with them. He's like, oh, there, there's no way I want to play there. That would that'd be absolutely awful. Um, I think even like the second part of the post said uh, he didn't even have Josh McDaniels' phone number in, in his in his phone. Like that's how much he, he's like, uh, I would go anywhere else uh, besides New England. And, it, you know, obviously, I, I think when, uh, when things happened the way they did, I think he was um, probably like you're saying, he's probably like, yeah, I'm, I'm super excited I got drafted, but it's literally the last place I want to be. And, right. you know, I, I, don't, I don't know the reasoning for why he didn't want to go there. But, you know, and it's also weird just because in, in football, you don't see guys, um, you know, I mean, I guess you had Joe Burrow a little bit early in the draft season. There were kind of those rumors he didn't want to play for uh, the, the, the Bengals. Um, but you don't really see guys um, unless, you know, the agents are working in the background. Um, right. th- them not trying to make, go to a team, whereas... You go to like basketball. I know that that's a pretty big deal to where I know our local area was affected by that. Um, I think the rumors um, a couple of years ago were Luka Doncic. Right. He he's like, can I not play for the Sacramento Kings? And I, I certainly uh, don't blame him. Sorry, sorry, Kings fans. Um, <laughs> it, it's just weird how how different sports. You know, um, baseball, same thing. I mean, if, if college kids or high school kids want to just go straight to college, they don't want to go to the team they're drafted at. They they can do that. But football. Um, I, I just personally don't hear that, you know, um, I, I didn't want to go to this team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so unless it's all happening behind the scenes, but you'd think something like that would kind of get leaked to the press or, um, like I said, there's a rare case of, of a Joe Burrow. Right. Um, but that, that, you know, who knows that could have been a lot of, uh, a lot of smoke. I'm trying to think of the last time that's the last time I can think of or remember when that happened was Eli, right? Yeah, exactly. Eli Manning and, uh, Philip Rivers, I think. And that's, I mean, that was, that was a long time ago though. And I don't know if it's happened since then. Like you said, it's, if it, maybe if it's happened, it's happened with a, a lesser known player. But mm-hmm. not one of not one of the big guys that get you know a lot of the publicity. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's just I saw the, you know, I was trying to think of a third topic for you and I to talk about today, and then I saw a tweet about Patrick Mahomes again today. I'm like, oh well, there we go. That's perfect. Just because I, it's just such a weird amount of money to think about. It's hard to think about. You know what I mean? Like even like especially, I mean, I know it's we're jumping up another level, but you hear people talk about like Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. and how much money he has it's hard to even think about that amount of money i wish i could i wish i had that problem but sure yeah or even a, a fraction you know you know a fraction if, of if it. pat's listening to this we, we would take you know a fraction of you know whatever he sure he can, you know he can give up but he's, um, a, he's a long time listener yeah yeah definitely i bet <laughs> yeah i would love to i would love to hey patrick if you're if you're listening man uh, i don't need any money but i would love an interview that'd be awesome and, and sign football for and me a, and a sign football uh for yeah, Jordan, <laughs> just to put it to Jordan Takamoto, uh, my biggest fan. I yeah, I, I believed in you since Texas Tech. <laughs> <laughs> it is Which, that that that's you know I, I think um, I'm I'm gonna do just a little social media PSA out there. I, mm-hmm. I'm kind of getting sick of the um, you know the kind of the revisionist history with the draft stuff. You know, uh, I'm not even a Bears fan, but I see a lot of people attacking um, the Bears for for Mitchell Trubisky, um, the Mitchell Trubisky pick. Um, and, you know, I, I can't really defend the trading up to, to pick them, but uh, just the idea that everyone kind of mocks them, that they, they passed on both Watson and uh, Mahomes. And I think it's just, I think it's sometimes it's revisionist history just because, you know, you think back to that draft when it was happening and, and it's, you know, uh, there, there were definitely questions about those two guys. And, uh, you know, with Mahomes, with the system, um, people weren't really sure kind of how that would translate to the NFL, which, you know, it looks stupid now, but uh, it was definitely a thing. And, and Watson, you know, it, it, he definitely had, um, it wasn't maybe his best season, you know, still really good. Sure. But um, I, I think the year prior, you know, he was kind of projected to be the number one pick. And there was obviously something that happened that, that stopped him from being the number one pick. And, you know, it, it worked out for both guys, but, um, you know, and, and to be honest, Mahomes also went tenth. So there were nine other teams that would have, you know, passed on them. And and I looked that up today, and uh, you know, the you could say the same about you know, the the nine teams that passed on them, or even the teams, you know, past ten. Like if if you would have told them what you're telling them now, who Pat is going to be, um, all those teams basically would have traded their entire draft that year to sure. to, to jump ahead and, and get that dude. So I, I just, you know, uh, I never like having to defend uh, the Bears or, or Mitchell Trubisky, but uh, I do see that a lot. And I think sometimes it, it is a little unfair because uh, really it seems like it, you know, the numbers I see is it's really 50-50 for those first round quarterbacks. So, um, and, and, you know, who, who knows with the kind of the, the scheme that, you know, I think it was just kind of a perfect system. Not not saying he wouldn't uh, succeed anywhere else, but I think it certainly helped that he was with Andy Reid. Uh, so I just wanted yeah, to, you sure. know, like I said, I don't like defending the Bears. That kind of makes me nauseous. Uh, uh, I'm a Packers fan, so uh, I'm fine with how it worked out. And you, yeah. well, you're a Vikings fan, yeah. so um, everybody every time I mention both those teams or how we're fans of those teams, people are like, "Oh, that happened." It's like it doesn't matter. It just happened. You know, I, I just tell people I, I I was watching uh, football with my aunt one one Sunday and. Uh, 
it was, it was Packers Vikings, and I saw the uh, infamous Joe Buck Randy Mo- Randy Moss play, where he <laughs> he scored a touchdown and then mooned the fans. Yeah. Um, and, and my aunt also, our aunt is is Green Bay Packers fan, as, as you know, and uh, she she basically echoed Joe Buck sentiments, which not a lot of people do. Um, yeah. you, usually, it's usually <laughs> the opposite, but she sure. echoed his sentiments and just called it a disgusting act. Uh, well, I I don't know how old I was. I was pretty young. I thought it was hysterical. He was just giggling over there. Yeah, in the that, corner. that that was uh, by far the best thing I've ever seen. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I, I hate to make this transition, but um, going from the best thing that you've ever seen to something <laughs> that might be one of the worst things you've ever seen. <laughs> and I, I again, I'm laughing because I'm a Giants fan. Um, the Astros cheating. That's our topic, second topic. And I know if you listen to the podcast, uh, where it's July 7th, 2020 tonight, um, some people are thinking this is way, uh, this is old news way, way past, uh, when it happened, but, uh, I don't care. I'm a big baseball fan and this is obviously the character combine podcast. So character is the priority here. So when something like this happens, we're going to talk about it. So, um, uh, I wanted to get Michelle Dapper's opinion because she's a huge Dodgers fan. Uh, I wanted to get Victor Rodriguez's opinion because he's a huge A's fan. Uh, and I want to get your opinion because you're a, a huge Dodgers fan. And uh, I just feel like this is becoming the platform to allow people to vent about the Houston Astros. So we, you and I have had a lot of talks about it off off the mic, obviously. But um, how are you feeling? <laughs> Still? You, you know, it, it's like... Um... It's basically like a bad breakup, but then you kind of have to relive the breakup over and over, and, and it's just it, it's it's tough to relive. It was tough to live it the first time. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I mean, I think I echo mo- most people's anger at least. Um, sure, you know, and I think it's just it was so frustrating just because I, I truly think that that team was um, that team was that Dodgers team was just nasty that year, mm-hmm. um, and. and it, it really, uh, I really thought that was their year. And now looking back, you can kind of see the signs that, you know, it wasn't a level playing field. Right. Um, but all that to say, is I know I've talked to you about this and, mm-hmm. and I don't know, um, how many people online Dodgers fans specifically are saying that, uh, this, but I was hesitant just to vocalize a, a certain judgment on the Astros. Um, because I do believe that there are a lot of other teams doing it uh the Dodgers included you know uh obviously there hasn't been that evidence that there has been against you know the the, the Yankees had their cheating scandal um a couple of years back with with what the Apple watches right um you I'm, know, not, I'm not sure the Giants have participated yet. no no they, they don't see they, or they're not doing it they're very not well. doing it right yeah yeah, yeah. um the, the, you know the Red Sox obviously the next right. year with Alex and you know with Alex Cora so uh, that's all been frustrating but I think there was um a lot of people were, were quick to pass judgment and I just, you know, I was worried that something in the future would come out against the Dodgers. Um, you know, just cause you just, you just never know. I mean, mm-hmm. um, be, before, you know, 2017 all kind of unfolded the way it did. I, I don't know about you. I thought they were kind of the, the, the dream team, you know, they were just a bunch of good guys. Um, they're, they're a team that everyone could really root for. You had, you know, cute little Altuve, uh, mm-hmm. you know, five, six and, uh, you know, he, he just seemed like a good character guy. You had Bregman, Correa, Springer, uh, you know, all, all of those guys. Uh, and then it unfolded. 
And, right. And not only the cheating part of it, but then you had all those other incidents. Um, I believe 2017 was where they had the, the racial issues with um, some of the Asian American Dodgers with right. uh, U, Yuli Gurriel. Right. You know, and then in subsequent years, you had kind of that, um, what was it, the assistant to the GM or, or whoever kind of... Um, berating journalists who kind of were female, offended female journalists right who yeah who were offended yeah. that they um they what they traded for right. um the, the closer that um was part of that domestic violence um incident and it just kind of they just kind of had like a trifecta sure. of incidents like i feel like the only thing that they could have done worse to add on to it was to like make fun of like a make-a-wish kid Sure. I mean, like, like that was like the one thing. I mean, they got racism, you know, they got domestic violence, and they got cheating. Right. Um, right. And, and so it, it's the whole thing is just I, super frustrating. Um, but like I said, I, I try and be nuanced in 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 my feelings and my opinions. Um, and I'm I, I'm I'm not with the crowd of Dodger fans that uh, say 2017 was their championship either. Um, right. Because, uh, in my opinion, and I told you this right after the series ended, um, you know, yeah, the pitching was um, what it was. I mean, they they got shelled those those two the big two big games, so the the game five uh, with with Kershaw, and then the game seven. But um, I, my my retort is always, uh, you know, some of the biggest hitters on the Dodgers they, they didn't show up. Um, mm -hmm. So um, if, if I recall correctly, I think Justin Turner there was a little bit of a, um, you know, he was hitting mid 300s the the first two series against the Diamondbacks and then against the Cubs bit and um I don't know if you recall I, I do recall him tweaking something or I don't know if he landed weirdly on the wrist uh, and he just never never was the same for um the the World Series uh, yeah it was I think he slid into third base didn't he and it, it was something it was a wrist thing and but you just go to baseball yeah. reference and it's right. like I said he's in 350 350 and then 176. Uh, I think the the Bellinger stuff before he was kind of MVP Bellinger, he was still Rookie of the Year and mm -hmm. and still um, a great player. But you saw those um, postseason struggles uh, occur to where um, it literally um, was the same pitch that he kept swinging at and, and right. was just kind of striking out. Um, you know, I, I love Jock Peterson, but it's not great when he's uh, your leading hitter. Um, right. and, and you know, not um, with that much talent. No, no, yeah. exactly. And, and, you know, I, I do remember, you know, game seven was rough. You know, I, I do um, recall, I, I think I was on the road, actually, because I just got off work at five. So I was basically on the freeway when it started. Um, and, and you you heard how the run scored. And I think there was a double by Springer to lead it off. And then I think Bellinger had a, had a, had a bad air. Right. Um, so it is 2-0. Uh, but, you know, and, and people will... will um, bang on uh, the trash cans. No, no pun. Yeah, no pun intended. <laughs> uh, you, you Darvish, kind of for, for his performance in Game Seven, and you know I've just never been the person that's going to solely blame it on him. Yeah. Um, because I, I do recall, and I did verify this today, they had the opportunities in, in the bottom of the first. I mean, I think Chris Taylor. I, I think uh, what I saw today is he, he mm -hmm. had a leadoff double. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and I think Tur Turner got on uh, a little bit later. So I, I mean, you had runners first and second. I think uh, there's maybe a strikeout, and I think Puig got hit to where there's bases loaded that two sounds outs. Right, yeah, and, and you know that that for if you could have gotten at least one, you know at the very least, you know sure. ideally you you get both those back on the, on a base knock. Um, I think it would have brought the uh, brought the crowd back into it because after that first 
inning when mm-hmm. they, uh, I think it was Jock Peterson struck out bases loaded. Um, I think you never really heard the, the crowd again. Um, and, and it's yeah. just, so, so they definitely had their opportunities. And, um, so, you know, the fact that they're make, make that series so close, I think it definitely shows that they, um, were as good and in my opinion, better than the Astros and, and, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's sports. So every advantage, um, counts. And so, um, you, you just have to think that they were kind of um, stolen, and, and it's it's definitely in my book. It's a, it's a tainted um, championship, and you know, uh, it's definitely disappointing. Disappointing because I know, like I like I mentioned before, they were kind of the um, I, ideal franchise. You know, the way they came up and the way they were marketed as a team prior to the right. You know, uh, I think I, I told you we always have these hypothetical conversations. Which team, if you couldn't, if you had to build one from scratch, what would it look like? And I think I've always I always said. Uh, it would be the Astros just because of the young talent and, and they just always seem like class acts with, with uh, the type of guys they had on that team. And um, now I just look kind of like an idiot because that's uh, the furthest thing from the truth. Yeah. No, I, mean, I don't think, I don't think you look like an idiot, but I think, I, I think it's shock It's shocking to everybody. Cause I think you're right. I think they were marketed as a team because I, one of the first teams that I can remember, and I know this has happened with other teams, but just they're they're one of the ones that stick out to me as far as re, like a team that's rebuilding, mm-hmm. right? Like they were always the poster child of rebuilding. They, they're going to suck for a long time, but you kept hearing people say, but just wait until five, six years down the road and they're going to have a ton of talent. And so that was, you know, over those the course of those three years, what, from what, 16 to 18, I think, or two years, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um you you saw like the culmination of all of that and you saw how it paid off and you saw all the talent that they accumulated and you're thinking man this is it is a fun team to root for and then you know everything that happened it, it is a it is a bummer for me you know it's disappointing and i appreciate what you're saying too about you know you're not passing judgment because i think you see a lot of obviously you see a ton of opinions on twitter and social media about these types of things obviously i'm a giants fan so i follow a lot of I, I see a lot of, I don't follow a lot of Giants fans, but I f- see a lot of Giants fans tweets and you do get a lot of the, the crazy, it's like, you know, uh, towards the Dodgers, right? You, you hear a bunch of crazy stuff and, uh, no, I, I haven't seen that on Twitter ever. Yeah. That's, that's, yeah. <laughs> never seen that on Twitter. <laughs> um, you know, and for every sports, for every sports group or group of fans, you see the crazy stuff and it's not nuanced. It's very much, you know, why their team was right or why their team was wrong by the other team or something like that. But with this particular situation, you were seeing a lot of um, such and such team would never do that. Or this player, you know, these people would never do that. It's like, well, you can't say that with absolute certainty. Now you can judge what they did because they, they were caught and what they did was put on display for everybody to see. So yeah, you can say it's like what they did was wrong. They shouldn't. They shouldn't have uh, played the game that way. They shouldn't have taken advantage of certain technology that way. But to, to yeah, you're right. You're right to say that no other team is doing it. That's where you start getting into weird waters, where it's like, okay, we probably went a little too far. And I'm not saying the teams did it the same way, but you, it's hard. It's hard for me to say that in any professional sport that certain teams aren't trying to get a certain advantage. Now, does that make it right? I don't think so. I think it's you know. I, I think it's still wrong. I think there's a way to play the game, and I think it's the way to do it is honestly. Um, but in these types of situations, I think, like you said, for, to take such a hard stance and say this team was wrong and other teams would never do that, you're you're kind of in murky water. <laughs> it's 
it's it's just a, it's a tough it's a tough thing to defend you know mm-hmm. and if if your team does get caught then how at that point how do you how do you defend it and hopefully the same person now this is not the case we know this but hopefully the same person that said that about the Astros if their team was caught say like a Red Sox fan said it well are you just not gonna be a fan of that team because based on what you said prior to finding that information out it sounds like you would just want nothing to do with any team that that does that type of thing but um yeah and it was a bummer because i sorry i don't mean to cut you off but it was a bummer because i know obviously i'm not a dodgers fan um can't stand the dodgers but i'm a big fan of baseball and i'm a big fan of you so i just remember thinking man this is a this is like a special year for you guys Mm -hmm. and you and i went to game one of the division series against the diamondbacks Mm -hmm. um which is, that was my first time at Dodger Stadium. It was pretty sweet. It was an amazing ballpark. Right. Um, and you guys ended up winning that game. But that's the whole reason I, I, thought, I thought, hey, let's go to this game because it felt like a special year. So it is a bummer for sure um, in that aspect. No, yeah, I, I think one, one thing, um, you know, as a younger fan, because, you know, I grew up with some of those other teams that maybe were um, just as talented, but they just didn't have that that it factor that these last couple of teams have done. So I really think that that the start of that 2007, kind of the core team, um, it made me realize how far the past teams uh, were in in terms of, you know, what they needed to do as a team to compete at that level. Um, But, you know, back to what you're saying about just passing judgment on teams. uh, I do think for Dodgers in particular, it seemed like, um, I don't know if you remember, but a lot of the Cardinal series that they, you know, um, kind of began that kind of the narrative of the postseason failures. I think a lot of that was, um, you know, you kind of heard that there was kind of maybe sign stealing. And I think something in, in the Dodgers organizationally, it clicked that, hey, you know, uh, I think we need to start doing things differently, which was, like I said, that's just kind of what makes me nervous kind of about what sure. um, whatever future findings um, the league might find or, you know, and, and there are certainly definitely been rumors and, and whispers. Definitely. I think the Brewers complained. Um, what was it a couple of years ago that, you know, they, they thought something weird was going on with the team. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think another thing that just, it, it worries me and makes me cringe as a fan is when guys on the team start, um, start speaking out, um, as harshly as they do. Right. Um, so I, I really think, um, it can go either way, either they're, they're completely innocent and they're, they're just passionate or they're going to find something and, and an outspoken person like Bellinger, Cody Bellinger, um, it's, it's not going to age well. Um, right. some, some of those right. comments. So I, I'm hoping, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm believing that they, you know, they do things correctly, but, um, like you said, there's just no way to know. And, um, just with how successful they've been the past couple of years, um, there, there is something that, um, I think there's, there, there are people have a right to be somewhat skeptical nowadays, especially with the more analytically driven, driven teams. And, and, you know, if you, if you actually read into kind of how the Astros did it with their formulas and, and their algorithms, like, so you're telling me the, one of the most, you know, analytically driven analytical franchises isn't doing that e- either. I, I, it, something just doesn't add up. Like I said, I, I hope I'm wrong. And that definitely doesn't, um, you know, 90% of the anger is definitely still at the Astros, but I'm just, you know, scared maybe to be, um, outspoken on Twitter. And, um, yeah, sure. Like I said earlier, I, I completely denounced people who were, um, trying to sign an online petition to get MLB to give the Dodgers a championship. That's, that's a super weak move. I came from the city, right? I, I think so. Which that was, that was tough because no athlete's going to want that. No, no, having, making them vacate the trophy is one thing, right. making them vacate the trophy and then give you the trophy because it was what I've told people from the very beginning about that whole situation. 
you, you can do that, but it's meaningless because you can't go back into the moment when that last pitch is thrown, that last out was recorded, and fireworks are going off. You know, uh, they're in the locker room going nuts with the, the champagne and everything. Like, you're not going to be able to go back and take that moment. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, that's just how that's just how it is. So at that point, the trophy, you know, is a is a cool reminder that you had that moment and that you won. But vacating it doesn't or I'm excuse me, giving it to the other team doesn't give the team who's on the receiving end of it any gratification. It's like, OK, cool. This is a reminder now that they cheated us out of that moment in the moment. So it's, it's just kind of a like you said, it's it's probably well-intentioned, but it just seems it does seem kind of weak at this point. It's just like now it's just let's just keep it moving. Yeah, no, I, I and you know, all, all I have to say is I just I feel bad for um you know, mainly mainly the like the big players, the core the core guys that really um took the brunt of it. Um like Kershaw. Uh, Kershaw. Um yeah, I mean that that's my guy. Um I, I'm gonna ride or die with him. Um you know, I was super disappointed this last postseason when you saw videos of dudes um like running Kershaw jerseys over um in the parking lot with their cars. Like, okay, well um you're, you're not gonna see me do that, that that's that's also a, a super weak move but um those are also grown men doing that grown men and women doing that stuff yeah you that, know that just that just blows my mind when they do that <laughs> yeah so i i mean i think um <coughs> oh man that. he couldn't hold in the cough no, forever I um no but for <laughs> guys like him and, and jansen and and you know um i can't even imagine you know um you know, I, I think those guys always say they don't look at the comments, but um, I, I think that's kind of impossible. Um, and, and not even comments, but to see Sports Center and, and to see that and just to hear it, um, I know I'm super sensitive. And I, I um, on social media, when someone uh, comes at me, and it's been a, a very uh, minor, uh, minor, sure, compared to mi- minor yeah. tweet that you know people didn't like that were that they uh, thought it was stupid, and it, you know it does bum you out. And I can't imagine being that guy and, and to to find out that you were essentially robbed of that. Um, and you know, he, he's getting like, those guys are getting up there and, um, especially, you know, if you take into account that the season might not happen, right. um, that's just another year he might not, uh, win. And, uh, that, that's who I, I probably tr- truly feel bad for is, sure. you know, guys like, uh, Kershaw and like I said, Jansen, cause, um, I, I think it was also rough for him, especially, I believe it was that game five, right. um, when he definitely could have, um, uh, could could have I mean I think at that point won the series in, in the game five but um, I think he gave up I can't remember who he gave up the home run to but I can't remember either um, so th- those are the guys I, I truly feel bad for um, you know it it just sucks because you know I, I like I said on Twitter I uh, on Twitter I, I see the memes um, you know I you know I don't think people understand how many um, choking comments I see and you know that that's always the joke it's you sure know, sure. You know that the, the uh, Dodgers are going to have a great sixty-game season this year, and then just to choke at the end. And I've seen, I've seen quite a few. I've seen your, uh, you know, your uh, Clayton Kershaw action figure. That's a choking hazard for for children. I've seen it all. Um, that's actually, I haven't seen that one. That's pretty funny. No, you know, I, I appreciate the cleverness the first time, <laughs> then the sixth time, it it, sure. it bumps me out. But sure. uh, those are guys I truly feel bad for, and um, hopefully this season we can uh, avenge a couple of those losses. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. We'll see. Hopefully we get that season, that 60-game season. I'm looking forward to it because I just want to watch. I want to watch something. Um, so going on to our third third topic, and this is just basically, I thought it'd be fun to share some 
funny sports stories or memories that uh, we have. Um, I'll go ahead and I'll just share mine really quickly. I know I've shared it on this podcast before, but it was, it's been a long time since I shared it. So uh, if you're a new listener, you probably have never heard this. And if you're an old listener, uh, you probably don't remember it the first time. So this will be new. But I was playing JV baseball at Castleberry High School uh, for Coach Feldman, uh, one of my favorite coaches that I've ever had. And, you know, during during fall ball, so that, that, that fall I played fall ball for Castle for the first time. And we played over at Sac City College um, a couple times during the week. And then we would play on the weekends at a, a different school or maybe at home at Casa. And the whole idea was these are just exhibition games. So they're not, they don't mean anything other than just getting your work in. And after you were done pitching, or even if it was one of your off days, you would go out to the, uh, you know, the foul pole and then do, do pulls. And anybody who's not a baseball fan or doesn't know um, what pulls are, you basically just run along the inside wall, uh, outfield wall from pole to pole. And so you might have to do, you know, 10 pulls um, or however many pulls that day after you were done, like I said, after your bullpen session or after you were done pitching in a game. And so that was just the routine, just pitch, go out and do your pulls. And then the season started, went through tryouts, went through preseason, our first real game was at Delaware High School, and I started that game, and I think I went four or five innings, and just without thinking, just went out to the right field foul pole and started running my poles inside the field. And I was at center field, and all of a sudden I hear Coach Fellow is like, Dogamoto, what are you doing? And I look back and realize that the whole game had stopped, and... I thought, hmm, I don't think I should be out here right now. And so then I had, like I said, I was in center field, so I had to jog all the way to the left field foul pole. And, and you know this, I'm not the fastest runner. Um, I'm fairly slow. So it wasn't like it was a quick jog or a quick uh, quick time for me to get from center field to left field. Finally got there, and it seemed like it was forever because I felt like everybody was staring at me. It's like that, you know, you're, you're, I, I don't mean to bring this no, up. Please. It's your, it's your six, six hour marathon time, basically. Um, yeah, pretty much. Pole. I mean, Pretty much the uh, yeah yeah they, they were gonna get that marathon bus <laughs> and, and drive you home. It's like uh, we need someone to pick him up. Yeah exactly. That's when we need like the bullpen cart or something. Yeah exactly. To come pick me up. But yeah, and I got back in the dugout and he's just like, "What are you doing?" And I think at that point it had become so automatic for me during fall ball, during the preseason games, during practice. Like it was just what you did, and I think it was just so ingrained. You almost become a robot. And like okay, pitch, go run poles. It was the most embarrassing thing, and. uh to this day, he still brings it up. And I, I've said this before, and he says it almost every time. He says, man, Takamoto, Josh Takamoto was one of the hardest workers. But there was this one moment where he was trying to work a little too hard. And it's like, yeah, I know. Thanks, coach. Thanks, coach. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's, that was embarrassing. That's like, you know, you know, you're just out there. And people are probably just looking at you. And the funny thing is, I got all the way to center field, which is pretty impressive. Because mm-hmm. someone could have stopped me at, you know, right center. But nope. All the way at center field. And then finally, the umpire's like, hey, 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 there's some moron in center field. We need to pause the game. I was basically the the foul ball that comes over into your field and where everybody has to stop. Right. Except I was a, you know, a teenage, uh, a teenage young man just not thinking. <laughs> right. And, and I know, I know the, I believe the field you did that on. Is there is there side access to where anyone can, is that the field you're referring to? Is it the J, the freshman JV field? Um. I can't. Was that was that um, Del Oro? Okay. So I can't remember remember exactly what the setup was, but I don't think they had access. Okay. 
because I know at, at, at you know our high school is that that freshman JV field is it's open. So you were essentially that kid that you know, um, you know that younger kid that was maybe playing catch with his dad uh, yeah. in foul and, and he missed the ball and you guys kind of have to stop the game to make sure that um, the kid gets the ball. You're essentially that kid, or I guess in the majors you'd be like the streaker, essentially you know where there's like. Some, some what does he do? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like that Philly kid from years ago. Yeah, exactly. I got that still shot where he jumped. I think he jumped in like around left field, left center, mm-hmm. and he's just running. And then they have a still shot of him getting tased in the back. Right. And his face is not, it's all the most flattering face. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was basically it. And uh, so it's a, it's, it's a fun it's a fun story to tell. It's a fun memory for sure. <laughs> but uh, what 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 fun stories memories do you have from playing sports? Uh, you played yeah. baseball. I didn't. I didn't preface that because, like I said, I'm not treating you like a, you're not really a guest. I don't consider you a guest. No, that might yeah. be offensive. No, but I you're, mean, you're a co-host today. Future so. permanent co-host. I mean, future, let, future permanent let, co-host. Let's get that right. Sorry, That's right. Sorry, Deb. He's not sorry. Don't believe him. No, I'm not. Yeah, and uh, no, I mean, she's gonna come back with a vengeance. Yeah, exactly. You're gonna, you're gonna be <laughs> you're gonna be talking to uh, you're taking shots at Deb, but you might get the wrath of Ginger Spice. Okay, you know what? I'll, I'll, We've made made a lot of fun of that nickname. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. Um, no, no, I, I definitely, um, baseball was kind of the sport I played. Um, I tell people, my parents signed me up for soccer and, and basketball um, a couple seasons. Did you uh, play basketball? Yeah. I mean, depends how you characterize play. I mean. Did they, you, you signed up for the team and your name was on the roster? Yeah, yeah. I got a jersey. You got a jersey. You know. Wait, where, did, where did you play though? Uh, just, it's like the local rec league. Like for Orange Hill? Uh, basically, yeah. I don't remember that at all. I don't even know if I went to your games. I mean, what was the point? <laughs> what was the point? <laughs> no, and, and it was it was it was a bad it was a bad time. You know, the, those leagues. It's basically the two the two kids that can play. Um, yeah, get the ball, and, and um, you know, the Japanese kid who doesn't talk much doesn't. Sure. Um, Just set a know. couple picks and get out of the way. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, I wasn't going to bring this story up, but the only memory I have of that league was I, I was the guy that would inbound the ball. Um, <laughs> And, and there, there was okay. kind of a, a play um, on one side. They scored, so we were gonna um, inbound the ball to take take it down to the other side. But um, another kid took the ball from me and was gonna inbound it, and uh, I didn't know what to do. I was like, hey, "That's that's my job." I, you know, <laughs> as Bill Belichick, Bill Belichick always says, "Is do your job." So I'm like, "Okay, if, if when you pass it into me, I'm gonna take it out and I'm, we're gonna flip." Right. Uh, the referee did not um, appreciate that and. Uh, he essentially is like, hey, why'd you just walk out of bounds? And gave gave the other team a ball, the ball. And um, so at, at that point, That's my funny. my parents are like, eh, you know, you know, the kid's pretty tall for his age, but um, he has no discernible discernible skills, and so uh, we should stick to baseball. And that, that was basically um, what what happened with soccer too. I didn't, that didn't last long. So um, most of my stories are going to be baseball. Um, and I don't have any cool stories, you know, no home runs, no, no hitters, no, no perfect games, nothing like that. Um, all these stories, I have about three and they're going to be, um, basically at the, uh, it's basically going to be at, at my own demise because they're pretty, um, embarrassing. And, um, like I mentioned earlier, it just shows maybe the lack of, lack of character. Um, I, I think the main one I'm known for. So actually, um, I, I hate to cut you off, but let's let's do let's do because I just realized what time how long we've been co- okay. recording. Um, we went deep into the we went deep into the Astros cheating thing. Um, give me the give me your top one because I want to make sure we get to that that second segment that we're going to do because that's okay. that's really what people that's are here meat. for. That's the meat. That's what we're, you and I are most excited for. So okay. um, give me your give me the top story because this, this is my favorite 
is my favorite story for sure. <laughs> okay, yeah. Well, I'll, I'll keep the setup, uh, you know, um, simple. You know, um, growing up, we didn't win a lot. Uh, my teams, you know, my dad managed me basically my whole life. And we didn't win a lot. And this was probably my age. Um, I think it's probably 12 season. And just with the way the rules are in ages, um, I was playing... I got held back a year um, for my birthday, whatever, however they do that. Yeah, not in school. No, no, definitely not. Um, he's probably the smartest in the family. My sister's <laughs> not going to appreciate that, but he's definitely a smart guy. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, you I, know. Can I say that? I don't know. Yeah, um, but so I was essentially, I was I was 12-year-old playing. Um, typically, you play 11 and 12, but I was playing 10, 11, 12. So I was playing kids, you know. And so we had a good team that year. We had arguably the best player in the league. Um, and um, th- we had a Saturday game, and... Um, we knew that the best player he qualified to be in that hit pitch and run or, or whatever mm. that that's called. And he had to leave. So the, the, you know, my manager or my dad's, um, number one head coach, you know, he usually did the lineups and said, Hey, um, you know, Aaron's going to be uh, pitching the first two innings, but we got to leave after that. So Jordan, um, you're gonna have to do the last five. And, and that's basically how we, we did it the whole season is Aaron would pitch four start and I would pitch the last three. And, and we never deviated from that. And we won, um, virtually all of the games. Um, but this Saturday, like I said, Aaron went his first two, and, um, you know, we were playing a team that, that we all really liked kind of some of our, my favorites. Um, I really liked both the, the families on the, on the other side and, and, and the players and the coaches and everything. And, and it was a hot day and we were just kind of battling it out. You know, when you lose your best player, cause he has to leave that messes up a lot of things, you know, you're losing at times your shortstop and he, he also caught for us. So it, everything was kind of adjusted. And even though I think we had a pretty good history against that team, um, that season in particular beat, beat them, um, significantly you know um mm-hmm. th- this one was a little rockier um and uh, especially one, one guy in, in particular he wasn't their best um hitter he was probably maybe their fifth best um, player not a coach's son or anything like that um but he had some serious ownage on me um that entire day um you know he, he probably went three for three with, with a couple doubles <laughs> and, and, and maybe a triple so i was just having a tough time getting him out and you know it was just a battle the whole day. It was hot. Um, like I said, I was typically used to pitching three innings, but they stretched me essentially to, to five um, without much um, preparation. Um, and, and I remember it was probably the sixth or seventh inning, and um, things were getting a little dicey to the point where you know I, I could see on, in the peripherals that my dad was uh, warming up in their pitcher. And so um, you know I think I gave up a couple hits. So runners were essentially on, on second and third. And of course, uh, you know, it, it's like a one run game, um, might even be tied. I think it was one run game. And, uh, this guy who's just been destroying me is, um, is, is up. Um, and you know, I, I never lacked confidence as a pitcher, um, but I'm not also not an idiot. And I knew, um, <laughs> it was essentially, he, he was, uh, George Springer and someone was definitely banging some trash can because he was just lighting me up and just, he was spraying the ball all over the field. Um, and, and so, you know, you hear some kind of grumbling over on, on, uh, in our dugout and, uh, all of a sudden I, I see some, the, um, uh, my, my manager, uh, my manager was my dad, like I said, but the, um, the second coach, the number two, um, gave the signals to the catcher typically. And, and all of a sudden he, he, um, signals for an intentional walk, <laughs> which, um, I mean, I, I, I've been to quite a few, uh, you youth and, and it's not like a high level it's it's rec baseball i've never seen anyone issue an intentional walk let me pause you right there because uh and this is no shot at you or disrespect but i played uh, a lot more baseball than i played a lot longer and a lot more than you did 
um, in all of my years, youth baseball, high school baseball, junior legion, all-star tournaments, even adult baseball through NABA in Sacramento, I can count on one hand how many times I've seen someone get you know a free pass. I had never seen it in youth baseball. And I'm pretty sure I was out of that game because I feel like all of us were like, oh no, what is he doing? Right, and and you know after after the game, my my dad, you know, he wouldn't lie about this. It, he he just said there was maybe a miscommunication between him and 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 the coach, and and it was essentially he 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 trusted in my accuracy to basically subtly be able to to walk him without intentionally walking him. So baby, basically pitching around him. Right, I remember um, hearing that. Sorry, not to cut you off, but with uh, when Barry Bonds was in his uh, prime home run hitting, I remember that became a big thing. That's the first time I ever heard that intentional unintentional or unintentional intentional walk where it's like mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's yeah. what he was asking you to do right um but the just the communication <laughs> was not great between the two coaches and then you know unfortunately it was also the coach's son catching to to give the signal so he just did it and um you know i like despite what i you know what i've just put on this podcast like i was a nice kid you know really quiet yeah um i've never had so many adults hate me <laughs> it was um, bad you had essentially there's like Takamo's kid and Takamo are cowards. He like he like Takamo doesn't trust his kid. He he can't pitch. Um and and then we got the um kind of the typical um baseball um parent saying, guys, it's just the game, like you really walking him. And you know, this is all like kind of on my my twelve year old, you know, shoulders, but you just kind of heard it through the entire basically the rest of the game is they they them calling me and, and my father just a coward and it's like yep he definitely doesn't trust the kid and uh so essentially i mean so uh, the next kid I, I got him out and, and we won the game um but i do remember like they were just so disgusted at me um for just yeah well correct me if i'm wrong but not only was the the kid's dad we won't mention his name um i don't know if he listens to this podcast but he, there's a po- potential possibility he does um not only was his dad the kid that you walked his dad was the manager but i believe his or no 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 no. it was not coach's kid it was just a random random kid um oh okay never mind then yeah oh no no so the the coach the co or the manager of the team his dad was also one of the coaches correct yes and so you got some fire from the whole family yeah yeah so it was kind of that typical uh i guess um youth sports yeah. movie where where the kids we got along fine after the game like it didn't matter i mean i'm sure it sucked for them that they lost but right. um we, we were chilling and, and we were just kind of talking but then um the co- coach seniors is kind of he was referred to um uh, kind of walked by just shaking his head it's like Unbe- unbelievable and you just kind of hear him grumble and it's like like coach i i you know what do you want what do you want me to do he puts the uh you know the signal down and i just do it but um yeah, yeah, they weren't thrilled that I did that. Um, again, again, I think some of their anger was maybe uh, inappropriately put at me, but um, yeah. you know, I, I, I get it at the same time. And, and luckily, you know, like I said, we're we're good. Uh, we were good after the season. Um, that's never been brought up, um, but I do know that they were not thrilled at um, basically basically probably me and my dad. Um, yeah, no, for sure. Uh, I've been I've played against teams that did stuff where there was a, a father-son coach pairing and they would do stuff. They never did that, but they would do stuff where you're thinking, I mean, I've, I've seen it in the dugout. You hear the parents say, I can't stand that son dad combo. Um, but it's for, it was usually for other things, nothing like an intentional walk. So I do remember, um, 
seeing that and thinking, oh, this is, this is not going to end well. This is not going to end well at all for our family. And we should probably leave soon. <laughs> yeah. And, and again, it, it was kind of one of the more, you know, teams we respected the most, you know, we sure. like, you know, I, I, I do appreciate that there. All, all of the guys on that team and, and you know, we, we're still, you know, friends on social media or whatnot. And, and, you know, so that that part made it worse, too. It wasn't like the team that we didn't like. It was like the team that we, we liked the most. And, and like I said, everything's good now. And, right. Um, but it, it was it was fairly um, embarrassing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. I don't think anybody would have had an issue with it if it was some kind of um, high level tournament or if it was even like an all star tournament mm-hmm. at that age. I, don't, I really don't think anybody would have had an issue with it because at that point the the stakes are higher. You know, the stakes are higher, kind of, mm-hmm. <laughs> but the the talent level is much higher, and so that becomes strategy. Like the the level of strategy goes up when you start going to those higher level tournaments. But when you're playing rec ball on a Saturday morning or whatever the game was, the the idea is, hey, we're out here to have fun. Yes, we want to win. We want to teach everybody how to win and how to lose. Um, but when it comes to doing something like that, it does. You could make a case that it was okay to do, but it is kind of a cringy thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and if anybody, if anybody listens and knows um, our dad, um, he would. You're absolutely right because I, I do remember that being part of the story. Was there was a miscommunication? He would never. He would never do that. Mm-hmm. Um, partially because he has so much trust in you as a pitcher and your accuracy, like he said. But he's just not. He's not built that way he's not um hyper competitive like some other coaches so he would just never do that um and no disrespect to the coach who did do it because we love that guy too oh yeah um, my favorite definitely yeah he's a, he's a fun guy but uh yeah not not a great mix-up <laughs> no definitely <laughs> man i wish there was if this was a different podcast i have other stories that i wanted you to share because um i always i always feel like and i told you this before it feels like you live almost the life of a stand-up comedian because jordan just has some of the wackiest stories and things happen to him um but most of them would not fit well with this podcast but um one day if i start a different podcast you're telling those stories okay um, and, and and you know i i hope you don't mind i do have one more oh yeah please um and this one's short um i i played um at the end of that season I, I i got nominated for my first all-star team like the a all-star team so i've been on the b um so kind of the mid middle the solid but not spectacular players sure um and this was my first time being on the a team and uh I, I didn't play. I, I just wasn't good enough, and the, and the coaches really didn't trust me, um, especially hitting. So I remember there was uh, one practice towards the end. I mean, I was the last guy to hit. Obviously, they didn't want to give their, their good padding practice away to, to me. So um, I was taking my hacks, and, and after about 20 pitches, the coach says, Hey, Jordan, I actually want, you know, hold up. We're going to take some extra batting practice. I want you to do something for me. Okay, what's up, coach? I thought he was going to give me some dope swing adjustment. He's like, I want you to swing left-handed. <laughs> Which, you know, that that's essentially for, for maybe a football football person. It's like if, if you're a quarterback and they say, hey, uh, I, we need you to line up at like tight end. That's sure. like the ultimate disrespect. I feel like right. this is even more disrespectful because homie didn't even think I, I was swinging the right way in the first place. And so, I, I you know, that that's just always, always embarrassing. And, and I think anyone that, um, you know, I, I threw left-handed but, but hit right. But for him to think man this kid's so stupid and, and he's just not talented so maybe let's try and just squeeze all the juice out of him and then try and get him to swing left-handed right yeah that's tough um <laughs> i was not aware of that story that is funny though um yeah no i can't think of anything more disrespectful i i, I just as a baseball uh, you know um i would have i would have rather him just say hey you're not cut out for this all-star team and right. don't don't make that trip to san jose right. than, than to try me <laughs> out uh swinging left-handed 
Yeah, that's I've never heard anybody say that because that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Um, and when, and when, I guess the thinking was just because I threw left-handed, maybe that like some I don't know. Sure. At that point, though, uh, I don't think it's the time to do it. I think that's something you you do in the off season, right? Exactly. And then you come back the next season. And it's like, dang, uh, I guess Jordan's a switch hitter now. <laughs> but you don't do it in, the, in preparation for a tournament. That's tough. Yeah. Well, when you first started telling that story, I thought you were going to say he just basically wanted you to stand in there to get some of the pitchers' um, exposure to a left-handed batter. But it's like, oh no, he wants you to try to swing. Oh yeah, no, yeah. That's tough. And see, that makes a little bit more sense for a pitcher trying to change up your motion mm-hmm. and maybe change. Hey, I want instead of going over the top, I want you to come from the side or maybe three quarters. Um, it's a little bit more of an easy adjustment to make, but to tell someone, "Hey, uh, switch your hands, switch sides of the of the plate, and uh, let's see how this thing goes." Yeah, that's, he, that's rough. And you know, that's he rough. did try and slow play. He he, you know, he tried to, you know, hey, do this, uh, you know, switch switch sides on the plate. And so it's like, okay, I see what's going on here. He, but so you were too old at that point. Like yeah. you're what, thirteen? Tw- uh, yeah, probably 12, 12, 13. 12, 13. At that point, that's when that's when the game starts becoming more like the game, right? And players start understanding the game better, and you know, it's like, oh. Yeah, exactly. That's what we're doing. Like, I'm, I'm not catching up to the fastballs right-handed, which I've done my whole life. I'm not going to catch up to it le- like left-handed. It doesn't even make any any sense. Well, especially those kids that were... Because I, I went with... It was a whole family trip to San Jose. And that's the next level of that tournament. And those kids that were playing in San Jose could throw a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, he's not going to be able to do this on either side of the plate. So why would you try to do it? Yeah. Yeah. Even some of your best players were, were having a tough time against those guys that in that tournament. Oh, we got, we got smoked. Yeah. And so, again, uh, that was dumb. That was bad coaching. Bad coaching. So uh, I'm sure he doesn't listen to our podcast. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Not, not, not for him. Um, so anyway, so that was our, our just our three quick topics. Not really quick. We, we spent some time on that. But that's usually what happens. Uh, Jordan and I talked quite a bit. So I knew this was not going to be a, a short episode. But the next thing we wanted to do is we wanted to do a top five list. And each week, each time we, not each week, but each time we do this, um, this bench chatter style episode, we're probably going to have a different top five. And today, uh, we decided to do our top five post game team snacks. So if you guys had listened to the episode, uh, that Deb and I did of the Spivey special podcast, we touched on it a little bit. We talked about post game food. Um, but we wanted to dive a little bit more specifically into team snacks. So, you know, for, for most team sports, especially at the youth level, you have a parent, usually at least how we grew up, you had a parent assigned, I got the team mom, um, or team dad would uh, put out a list basically. And then each week there was a family that was responsible for bringing the team snacks after the game. And, uh, which is, which is awesome, but you know, you, it's kind of hit or miss, right? We've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and actually, we got this idea for this topic from you because you and I were, were kind of joking about uh, how it can go really well or it can go really wrong. And so we thought it would be fun to talk about some some of our favorite, the things that we look forward to the most. And I know for a fact, for a fact that you and I disagree on more, at least one for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And I'm not sorry about it. I know you're not sorry about it. No, but, I mean, if you don't mind losing listeners, I mean, that's that's okay with me. I, it doesn't oh, affect okay. me. My, my opinion won't change. Now, I'll say this. I, I actually don't mind the snack that we're referring to. I can eat it. I enjoy it. But I'm not happy about it when it came. Like, I would never pick it. I'll say that. Like, if yeah. someone gave it to me, all right, I'll eat it. But, like, team snacks, when you're looking forward to it, not happy. But anyways, we'll get to that. I don't know which number you have. No, but I, I'm excited to get started. I think this is right up my alley as, like, a card-carrying member of the former former Husky kid. 
Um, <laughs> I'm like the VP of that group. So I, yeah. I was a bigger kid growing up. So, um, and I'm still kind of a, a husky kid at heart because even when you sent me this text message to think of ideas, I thought you were providing us post pod snacks. Absolutely so not. I, I thought your wife was, you know, in the other room, maybe making some cookies, some brownies, like an ice cream sundae situation. It, I was, I misread it and, and it kind of bummed me out. Yeah. But, um, you should have known better. You, I think you know both of us way too well. And, uh, yes, you should have known that you're going to come into this house disappointed. Yeah. yeah. You might have some carrot sticks if you, sticks if you want some. <laughs> Pretend it's a, cho- like a chocolate uh, candy bar or something. Yeah. And, and I also do want to point out, I think, you know, we, we, we never want to, uh, you know, we never know what people's financial situations are. Um, so we never want to, you know, Correct. take, take a lot of that. But I do also find that, I don't know if this was your um, experience, but the kid that had like the, the new D Marini, his parents never really forked it over for the snacks. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> I don't want to, you know, make a generalization. Um, but usually those kids maybe weren't the best. Um, players, so they had the, the sweetest right. spikes, the De Marini, new batting gloves. They had those stupid but, uh, sock bat, bat socks. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But then mom and dad they uh, clearly forgot about snack day, and uh, <laughs> it just it just caused a lot of problems, a lot of yeah. a lot of uh, clubhouse tensions, if you will. Absolutely. Well, Troy Spivey was saying that uh, depending on what your parents brought for a snack, it could get you uh, beat up or made fun of on the team. Oh yeah, it's very it's very true. Yeah, because uh, yeah. you 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 hear whispers around. I think probably third or fourth inning, like, "Hey man, what would your mom dad bring for snack?" Yep. And uh, you know, whatever happened happened after that. And I I want to point out because I, I do like what you said because we definitely don't we're not trying to we don't want to shame anybody for what they're because we we get it like people sometimes you can't afford certain snacks. Mm-hmm. I can say this. Uh, I completely agree with you. Those are not the those are not the people I'm speaking to mm-hmm. because. Uh, it's all about effort, and I, I knew I know a couple of families in particular as I was growing up playing baseball that you just knew that they didn't have the most money, um, but they still they just still hustled and, and hooked the team up mm-hmm. in a huge way. So I would never, never um, make fun of anybody like that. But uh, no, I'm definitely talking about some of these parents where it's like, hey, I, I saw a car you drove up. Yeah, in. sweet Benz. Yeah, uh, sweet Benz. You know- hey, hey, don't don't. Don't sneak. I'm gonna start off by saying this. This is not one of my favorite snacks, but you know it was always frustrating. I think you. I saw this more when I was playing soccer because I played until I was like 12, I think. It was frustrating. I think this happened maybe once or twice. Where typically with soccer, you get those orange slices mm-hmm. in the middle at halftime. Orange slices, grapes, yeah. Right. And then after the game, when you're expecting that snack, and you get the same orange slices and grapes with nothing else, I'm like, hey. You clearly, you forgot about the snacks. They're clearly like left out too. They weren't even like put on ice or anything. So they're starting to brown. The grapes are raisins now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I'm just saying, you know, again, we don't want to sound entitled or anything like that. But uh, but again, if you're driving up in the bends, let's, yeah. you know, let's figure it out. Yeah, let's, let's, let's figure it out. Okay, so let's get this list started. You want to just go back and forth? Sure. I, can I start with just an honorable mention? Sure. Um, because I didn't go drink heavy. I didn't do any drinks at all. Um, and, and you can go a number of different ways. I think chalk is kind of like a Capri Sun Gatorade situation. No way to squeeze it. That That's that's the honorable mention. That's a good um, one. I think, I think it's like, a, it might be a nostalgia thing for me, but um, you give me like a blue squeeze it. Yeah. Um, that just, that hits differently, especially at, as a kid. So I just want oh, to yeah. throw it out there, give it, it, it the respect it deserves. And, uh, you know, it's kind of one of those things. I don't see them too often. I'm, of course, I'm not shopping for squeezes as as, as a 25 year old, but um, <laughs> I hope not. But shout shout out to squeezes. 
Yeah, no, I like that. In fact, you know what? I just realized I forgot to put a fifth option for mine, so I'm going to take Squeeze-Its. That's, okay, my, that's my number five, because I did, I did enjoy Squeeze-Its. Um, you know what? I feel like you always had... Sorry, this 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 podcast, what people have to understand is Jordan was my best man in my wedding, and so we're pretty close, and so sometimes <laughs> we get just a little looser with the conversation, so if this offends anybody, I'm sorry. But you sometimes you always had... I feel like anytime someone brought Squeeze-Its, you always had that one moron kid that didn't realize that the squeeze it was to drink and try to squirt. So then, <laughs> so then you look around, it's like, why is there like blue or red liquid all over the ground? It's like, oh, because one kid thought it would be funny to try squirting people with the squeeze it. There's always right. the one kid. He always gets it. It's always on his pants. And then he shows up for practice on Tuesday and he clearly didn't wash. He didn't give it to his mom to wash. Yeah. Mom or dad, whoever washes the clothes. And it's like, oh, we still have squeeze it. Like, are you going to drink that up for later? Or what's the deal? Right. It's, it's usually, it's usually only squeeze it or snack. that's on his Jersey too. It's not like there's dirt from sliding. No, it's just the, the snack stain. that's all over his pants. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So anyways, go, I'll let you go ahead and start then. We've got the honorable oh. mention, which I'll take as my number five actually. Okay. And, and, and this first one, I, it's not going to be a, uni- it, it's not going to be universal. Uh, but it, it was a big memory, um, for me. Um, one of one of our main coaches, like I said, probably my favorite coach to uh, to play for. I loved his son. Shout out to the Galasadises. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, Brad. Brad was the player. Loved playing with him. And Mark, Mark was one of the coaches. Like he coached me a lot. Um, and, and he managed. Uh, I, I believe a, a sub uh, a deli. So I remember one day. Um, uh, it was a Saturday game, and uh, you know we we didn't see coach because coach was uh we're working and and that that happened once in a while but um he was there to pick up his son and all of a sudden you see him with a huge box of whatever the the, the subs were that he, he worked at. i don't know um, mr pickles i think it was mr pickles and yeah. i think he, he started his own um company um doing the same thing but um i think that like for a number five I, i'm gonna choose when you have someone that has a hookup at a restaurant yeah um, and, and that one in particular, he has brought up a bunch of six inch subs after, after a game. And, uh, I know we've talked about this, but, um, there's something about a fr- free meal, um, yes. that no matter what's on it, it just, like I said, it, it hits different and it's, yep. it's tasty. You know, I, I'm it's delicious. I'm probably on the pickier side. Maybe, you know, I'm not a big mustard, tomato guy, onion. Uh, it had the works and it, it does not matter. It, it might be the greatest, yeah. you know, especially our two and a half hour practice game. Yep. It's like. Oh, this this is delicious, and so I think that that was probably a, like I said, not universal for everyone. Not everyone has the hookup to to a restaurant like that, but that was kind of a, an all time move by uh, Mark. Definitely. Yeah, and I was I was also appreciative of Mark because while I was watching those games, he would always bring some for the families too, and uh, they were delicious sandwiches. Oh yeah, no, yeah. They, they were good. They were good. So shout out to Mark Galasadas. Uh, so. I didn't put these in order, man. I'm not as prepared as you, probably. Did you put yours in order? Uh, I have it in order in my head. Okay. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna try this um, to put in order a little bit. I really enjoyed when people parents brought Cheez-Its, like those little packs of Cheez-Its. Those were delicious, and I, I I do enjoy Cheez-Its just in general. But like after a game, if you could pair the Cheez-Its with a Gatorade, it was a good combo. I like that a lot. Right, which you know, I think you putting that up there, and I don't know if you've gotten into your personal taste preferences, but you, I think it's fair to say you hate artificial cheese. Uh, you're, yeah, you're, I've never you're not, shared that on this podcast, but yes, I. I can but you know, that. it's not some deep, deep dark secret. But he he hates it. So the fact that he has it number four, I think that just shows how how strong his love is for a, a nice cheese at snack after a game that he would put put it up there. 
You're absolutely right. Yeah, the artificial cheese thing. There's certain things that I just don't. I like. I like regular cheese, but I don't put it on everything. I like nacho cheese, which I know is you could make the case is not really cheese. Um, but yeah, some of these other things, like I don't. I know this is gonna really make people mad. I don't like nacho cheese Doritos. I think those are disgusting. Uh, cheese nips. Those are gross because that weird cheese powder. Uh, cheese well, I whiz, mean, it, it's, it's basically past. what cheese nip, like catnip, right? So they're basically naming their. It had a cat on the box. They're so, yeah. naming their their product after cat, you know, catnip. So I mean, yeah. I, I, you're not wrong. You, I mean, you're wrong. Other things food related, but, sure. but not this one. I think you're, <laughs> you're spawning with the the cheese nips. All right, I'll take it. So that's my number four. Okay, so um, I think my next one, a little bit outside the box again, it's not um, a, a standard one, but it was always nice when you had the kid that had a birthday on game day because then mom or dad would come in with some store-bought cupcakes. And so I think th- those, like I said, it's it's uh, it doesn't happen all that often, but when it does, it's like, it, it definitely felt like a special occasion, you know? Yeah. You maybe get those little sugary uh, candies on top or whatever, and... Uh, you know, you didn't even have to like the kid, but you got invited to, <laughs> to his birthday to basically to, to eat a cupcake. So he gave him like a walk off, walk off bomb to end the game. It's like, you know what? He's a good guy. Yeah. Happy, good happy guy. birthday. Happy birthday. That's funny. I think Deb actually mentioned that as one of her favorites on the Spivey podcast. Um, that was a cool thing. And I kind of forgot about that until she mentioned it. But you do have you do get that a lot. And I don't, my birthday never um, my birthday's in, in August, so it never crossed paths with the season. But um Oh, yours did though. Yeah, mine did. It was, so you it was guys typically, probably, I was, you know. Yeah, you guys probably brought the, you know what was dope is when, uh, so for example, for you, right? Your birthday, say your birthday uh, fell on a game day, but it wasn't mom's or mom and dad's turn to bring snack. Sometimes the parents of the person with the birthday would still bring the cupcakes. And on top of that, you would get the snack for whoever's week it was to bring snack. Oh, yeah. It really doubled down. And, and as you mentioned, for a husky kid like yourself, it's like I we, like we, double fisting it. Yeah, yeah it's like we, uh, why are we playing this game today? Let's just call this on the on the account of I'm hungry. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so that would happen every once in a while. That was a, a nice situation. Yeah, and and like I said, those are the uh, the parents we truly appreciate in our hearts, and sure. and the, those ones that would really, uh, you know, basically work on their off days. Right. You know, we <laughs> we appreciate that as athletes. So well, and I don't know if you remember. Um, so basically, you and I played at Pasture Middle School, and there's three fields there, and I think we we, we both played on all three fields, right? Mm-hmm. But just the way it's set up, the, all of the fields are kind of downhill from the the parking lot, and we you and I joked about this before that it was funny because at a certain point, depending on when the the parent showed up, but you would see them rolling out with the cooler like up over the hill. It was like the most glorious thing you'd ever seen. Like the sun was shining behind them. You see this this cooler, and it's like oh, the snacks arrived, or it was like the scene out of a like a war movie where you see the person just dragging this one wheeled you know one wheel missing you know thing and it's like oh you know what? it's that person's snack I think they brought vegetables today yeah this is this is gonna be a tough one <laughs> right um, so okay my number three I have uh, fruit by the foot now fruit by the foot not fruit roll-ups because fruit roll-ups got a little bit weird especially during I mean playing baseball it got a little bit warm and if the person who brought them didn't keep them somewhat in the shade you just basically had a stick of chewy stuff and i feel like with the fruit roll-ups it was a little bit easier it didn't get stuck to your teeth as much and i enjoyed a nice fruit roll-up you know what i i, I think my problem with the list is I, I just didn't get that as much so i just didn't think but that is a good choice thank you uh, i don't know if you have these on there like what would you like 
in the hierarchy of those fruity candy like gusher i mean are you considering gushers or yeah i like i like gushers too but something about fruit roll-ups i think it's just i don't know i just enjoyed that like i said gushers are good too but i feel like gushers got stuck to my teeth a lot too um but i never had that issue with fruit roll-up but for some reason fruit roll-up really sticks out in my mind do you have a specific flavor uh like the blue and red one yeah the blue and red one the blue was that blue blue raspberry or something like that yeah that was very good. I enjoyed those a lot. Okay, I think that's that's pretty pretty standard. Did you guys did you guys have the meal t- like the meal tickets? For like the yeah, and like I said, th- like that's that's kind of where things get weird because I think you're probably paying more for those. Right. But um, you're not bringing anything. It's also a sign that you completely forgot. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. Um, so it, very very nice gesture, and you know, uh, you know, I like myself, uh, you know, some some barbecue lays and, and a hamburger, but. Um, uh, yeah, so probably it's not gonna make my list, but um, I, I think it's because of the the effort thing that that, that docks them. See, I never had that, so that was a foreign. I've heard people talk about that. It's a foreign concept to me. But I think there, just in general, I feel like when you were playing, there were more teams, more just in general, more engagement by parents, ch- children. Sure. So I mean, there are some legendary stories of like tri tip when you were playing. We, yeah, um, the spivey guys gave me a hard time about that yeah but i'm glad you remember that yeah yeah and so but it was like you know you probably got like nachos like we had like sure half a hot dog and that, that was a meal deal <laughs> you know so again not not to shame it you know I, I i know there's a lot of work that goes into a snack bar but um i i was jealous that you got tri-tip and you know ribs or what whatever you got and, no no ribs that would have been cool but no ribs but yeah no it's yeah. um the tri-tip sandwiches were were pretty good that was always a nice thing about those all-star tournaments too. That some of those places that I played, like in Citrus Heights, they had some pretty, pretty solid uh, barbecue options. They also had this deal at the Citrus Heights Westwood, um, uh, the park over there in Citrus Heights. They had a uh, deal where if you if you brought a foul ball back to the snack bar, they would give you a free medium soda, and that turned into the Wild West because you had kids just full on diving on these balls and it turned into a scrum. <laughs> Right. No, I was one of those kids. And, and, you know, like I said, I was probably, you Jordan know, loves I, soda. I was probably like a hundred pounds, um, at that point. And that, that's pretty big for a kid, you know, eight, Yeah. you know, um, and you just kind of weren't going to be able to, to box me out. I was like Rodman out there. I was, you know, get, getting those rebounds, getting those boards. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> All for the free, free Pepsi. But it, it, it didn't become cool when we started, pl- you start playing adult leagues and, and, you know, that, that, or softball leagues. Um, it's not fun at that point. No, because I'm, you know, in my early 20s and my parents expect me to go get a foul ball. And it's like, I'm not, I'm a, I'm a grown adult. I'm not going to go get a foul ball like I'm 10 again. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, things change at that point. Like I know in high school, they said, hey, uh, go with the foul ball. If, if if you guys don't run right away after foul balls, then we're running after practice. So you you, you traded in the, so, the free soda for running and punishment. So, yeah, at a certain point, the foul balls aren't fun anymore, but you still got to do it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nothing to add for that. Nothing. Nope, that's it. What's your number three? Okay, and, and this one, you you can substitute the the three pack of like a another butter Oreos Chips Ahoy, mm-hmm. but I think my favorite, a little a little obscure, is the famous Amos chocolate chip cookie pack. Oh, that's that's on mine. Mom used to get those all the time. Yeah, yeah, and it was awesome. And like you know. Kids didn't want to hang out with me because of my sparkling personality. They want to hang out to get to mom because mom always brought some, you know, some fire snacks, and that was one of them. And so I always, uh, you know, also shout shout out to our mom. I think she did a good yeah. job of of combining, you know, a drink, but also sweet and salty. 
<laughs> so she kind sure. of went above and beyond to eval. Our mom's competitive. And uh, that was, uh, I'm sure other parents didn't appreciate that as much as the uh, athletes did. Athletes loved it because you're right. It was like you'd reach into one thing. It's like, oh, the snack's over here and this cooler. And it was a, like a mini Gatorade or sometimes a little soda. And then they're like, wait a minute, there's another cooler. And then you look in and that one has something else with, uh, like you said, either like a bag of cookies and Cheez-Its or something. So yeah, shout out to, shout out to Mama Sita. She always hooked it up with the snacks. Um, probably didn't make many parent friends that way. But she, uh, she, she made me some friends because like I said, they, uh, for some friends too, they, yeah. they like to hang out with me cause, cause we had that snack in. So, right. Right. Um, that's funny. Yeah. I had famous Amos cookies as well. I love, I, I still love those famous Amos cookies. And that was always the best part about when mom did snacks for either my team or one of your guys' teams is that there's always leftovers. Mm-hmm. And so then we were set for a little while after that week. Right. And that's taking account even like parents who had older kids or younger kids, they also got the snack too. So like she, yes. she, she had all of her bases covered and she was just, you know, like, again, the moms weren't, you know, pumped about kind of the situation, but even like the other kids, like they started to like our mom more than their own. It's like, oh, mom, why sure. didn't you do that? Like, and that's basically kind of how it went. So, Oh yeah. And, and I'm sure parents love those comments. It's like, wait, why doesn't, why doesn't, uh, Mrs. Takamoto brings snacks. Like, shut up. It's our day to bring snacks. Right. Like, Glenda brought the big Gatorades. Why do we right. have the mini ones? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, yeah. No, and that's, a, that's, a, that's a, a cool move, I would say, too, by the parents who bring the snacks for that day is when they bring uh, a little extra for the siblings. You don't need to bring it for the adults or the – I, I wouldn't say you don't need to bring it for – if you're if you're a, like a middle schooler or older, you don't need to bring snacks for them necessarily. But when they have like younger siblings that are out there running around, it's a cool move when a parent brings extra snacks for them too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, definitely, especially if they're, you know – Working hard to get the foul balls, you know, you want right. to reward the kids so that you don't have to get the foul balls. Exactly. So. That's exactly it. Um, all right. Well, that was my number one. So I'm going to go to my last one. And uh, these, they don't make these. I don't even know if they, I think they still make these. Maybe they don't. I don't know. They don't make them the same. I'll say that for sure. And it, the moment they stopped making these the way they used to, uh, it was very disappointing and it, it changed the game for me. But the original Kudos Bars... I used to love those and we get those snacks. So the original ones, I mean, it's, it's like a granola bar covered in chocolate and you had peanut butter, you had chocolate chip, and I think you had, um, M&M. And the cool thing about the peanut butter and the chocolate chip ones is they used to be completely covered in chocolate and got to a certain point where they only did the bottom half in chocolate and the rest of it, you could just see the exposed granola bar. Uh, and they had like a little drizzle of chocolate on top and it made me very upset because I'm like, that extra chocolate on top really makes a big difference. So I used to love them when you used to get kudos bars. No, yeah, those were legit. I don't remember the fully chocolate one. Might have been before your time. Yeah. Yeah. Or, you know, my parents were scared about diabetes at, at a young age. So they maybe the husky up. one doesn't get any snacks. Yeah, exactly. He he has to do more push ups. Yeah. Throw some, um, throw some carrot sticks at him, some celery. And now these are different than the like the shortbread ones with the M and M's, correct? Those what are those called? I know you you're a big fan of those, I think. And they they definitely don't have those anymore. But they I don't know if it was M and uh M and M cookie bars. I'll 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 say nah, those cookie are bars. overrated. Well you're wrong. That's fine. I'll just edit this part of the podcast out. Yeah, of it's course. All good. Yeah, that's right. Um, no, those were those were awesome. I didn't have those. Those would have made the list for sure, but I didn't have those, and I didn't think they had those until I was in high school. Um, okay. And so, I, I like a pregame snack for me, but not a um, postgame thing that like a postgame snack that we got during youth baseball because it was. Like I said I think they created those 
a little later down the road, but those are delicious. I love those. And it didn't last long. Like you probably graduated by the time, you know, it was probably a four year stretch for those. I don't think maybe not even four years. It might've been like two years. And it was a, it was a bright, uh, a bright shining star that faded out quick. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But yeah, no kudos bars. I love kudos bars. I don't, like I said, I don't know if they make them anymore, but even if they still make them, it's not the same thing. No. You I know? mean, Dunkaroos are com- making that comeback. So you'd have to think, you know, Dunkaroos. Oh, you know what? Is that your list? No, I, that, that's way too old. Like that's a generation. I don't remember that. What about like the, but they have, they do have the, they have stuff that's similar sure, to Dunkaroos. Sure. It's not the kangaroo, but it's the, like the long stick, uh, like Oreo stick with, mm-hmm. the, with yeah. the frosting, which is, those are okay. Those are okay. And they're a little deceiving. I think I would prefer the pack of Oreos. Sure. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, okay, go ahead. What's your last one? Okay. So I have two more, I think. Oh, that, because okay. you, we, we talked famous Amos, right? Oh, and to you had an honorable mention. Yeah. Okay. So I'll go, I'll go quickly though. Hit me with um, it. Number two, Cracker Jacks. I, I like a nice pack of Cracker Jacks. Okay. I didn't even think about that. Did you get those? I, yeah. I mean, because they sold them at the snack bar. So again, um, this might've been, Hey, it's the fifth inning. Oh shoot. I don't have any, I, let's <laughs> okay. go run and, and you know, who has an expensive mistake. Yeah. Potentially. Yeah. But I do like myself. You know, I think they're underrated. It's not, you know, you yeah. really don't eat them outside of a baseball game. I don't think you're not just going to roll up to lunch on Wednesday with some cracker jacks. No, I would. Though. Uh, those are delicious. But you know, I, I like the popcorn. I like the, what the nuts at the, at the bottom. Those mm-hmm. are pretty. And I mean, you get a prize too. So you get the prize. You get the prize. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a big deal as a kid, you know. Sure. You, you like I think you know we were never the kids in, with cereal boxes that were lucky to get the the prizes. It seemed like it was always missing or, or something like that. <laughs> it's true. You know, or, Maybe or like dad took it. Yeah, exactly. Or like McDonald's, you always got like the worst toy. So it's like right. when, when you get guarantee you get some sort of riddle or a joke. It's like right. the uh, you know certain bubble gums they have the the, the wrappers are like a joke I think or yeah. something like that. I think so it's zebra stripes maybe. Yeah, the, yeah. those. Uh, you know, I like the novelty of that. It's good. Um, and, and I guess the last one, which I think you know where this is going. Yes, I do. Um, and I think this is... That's what I was alluding to earlier. Yeah, we're, I'm very passionate about this this topic. Um, I call it like the... Whether, whatever you're... You, who you think is the greatest athlete in your favorite sport, whether it's Mike Trout, you know, Tom Brady. It's it's the Tom Brady, Mike Trout, LeBron James. Michael Jordan, whoever. Mike, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Tiger Woods, Michael Phelps. It's Rice Krispies, and it, it's it's one of those things where like I I don't really accept any Rice Krispie slander. Um, okay, you know it, it comes in various forms. You can get that 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 variety pack with the the rainbow chips. You can get like the, the chocolate chips. You can get the like the all chocolate ones. They just it doesn't matter. Like I still just you know um, would love to just munch on some some Rice Krispies. We got you a big pack for your birthday one year. You did, yeah. Uh, I'm not as big of a fan. And I'll say I'll say this right now. Like I said, could I eat it? Sure. If I never had another one in my entire life, would I be bummed? Mm, not at all. I would keep podcasting like I always have, without missing a beat. My life would not change at all. <laughs> See, there there was a time, probably when I was like eight, where if you cut me open, it was basically right <laughs> rice crispy that that sugary that sugary. Uh, you know, concoction that they use to, to, you know, keep you, it all together. What you just said reminded me of another story that we cannot share on this podcast, nor, <laughs> nor, can, we, nor can we share on, I don't even know if I can share it on a different podcast, but, uh, uh, imagine, imagine you being cut open and see what, what comes out. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that would be something, you know, I'm not, 
as ashamed by that um it would definitely be we would need a certain amount of subscribers to tell that story or, or so. how, whatever metrics you use that's what we would we'll need have to figure that one out that's, that's just the first thing that came to my mind so I, um, I know we're running late i do have two things on this topic okay hit um, me with it well okay i, I just have someone run run by you um i know a divisive issue amongst youth sports is uh, participation trophies mm -hmm. and, and that's essentially every kid's getting the same snack what would you think going forward is if the kids that play well get better snacks and the kids that are not playing well is a performance based so um like i said i know it's a divisive issue you have the the participation trophy people that are like oh they they treat teach bad lessons well technically giving everyone the same snack despite you know obviously different variant uh, variations of performance um I, I just want to know what you think as you know the spokesperson for character combine and and what, what you think about that idea having like a tier system you get maybe a bigger gatorade you get a, a blue gatorade versus the the yellow you know however you uh you would divvy that up but i, I do think it's a fair question to ask in in this current climate of, of participation trophy um, division sure uh i will say this first uh, just so everybody knows, these are the kind of texts I get all the time from him. <laughs> these these hypothetical uh, situations or ideas. So uh, this should this did not surprise me. However, I've never heard this before. Uh, yeah, in some ways, I guess that would make sense. I bet you would get a lot more hustle out of certain players if if it was a matter of hey, if you don't get a hit today, I mean you're 0 for three already. And you're going into your final at bat. Uh, if you don't get a hit, you're looking at uh, some carrot sticks and some celery and maybe a couple of like olives or oh, something. You're looking at some wheatgrass shots. Yeah. We, yeah. <laughs> Straight I'm, from like, I'm just saying, I know you have, uh, you've had mental coaches on. So if they want to call me, I, I'm, I'm available to hire. And, and this is definitely something I can implement in, in major league systems or, or, you know, youth levels. So I'm sure Lauren Johnson and uh, Justin Sua would be thrilled to talk about <laughs> participation snacks with you. <laughs> you know, if it breaks Aaron judge out, out of a slump, then, you know, I, I think it was, I was, you know, worth the money. There you go. Um, I'll, I think he's probably doing just fine as, as far as participation snacks. He, he's a big man. Um, no, that is, that is a very funny idea though. Can you imagine? That would be a problem, a very problematic thing. I feel like the, you know, where that could become an issue, I guess it wouldn't really matter that much with youth sports, but, um, if you, if you start, if like all of your best players start getting really heavy and lethargic, right. cause they keep getting like the, the ho-hos and the, like the cosmic uh, brownies and stuff like that. And then all of a sudden you're, uh, your worst players are just getting like shredded because they're just having all these health snacks. Yeah, exactly. So there could be some problems, I think, but I like the I like where your mind's at. You know, it's it's in beta right now. We can yeah, you yeah. Know, we can workshop it. I um, think about that long and hard. Okay. Yeah, but it's a start. You know, we'll we'll see. You know. Baseball is probably not the sport to do that with either. Okay. I think it would need to be a sport where um, there's a little bit more, like the harder you try, the more successful. You know, because sometimes mm -hmm. if you try too hard with baseball or softball. Like you grip the bat tighter, you grip the ball tighter, the results are worse. Mm -hmm. So you don't need to see what happens if you do that for football. Where okay. you know what I'm saying? Like the yeah. more effort you like you can get a little more aggressive, put even more effort effort, push yourself harder, and maybe get a better result. And I, I would love to see what how hard that three hundred pound lineman is willing to fight for uh sure. a better snack. Yeah. That you would get that you would get uh some very interesting results. So yeah, not a bad idea. Yeah, I'm just 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 try it out. Just and try it let out. Let me know. So if there's any coaches out there that are listening to this that say, "Hey, you know what? Uh, I'm gonna give it a shot. L let me know how it goes." 
Yeah, no, I appreciate that. Um, and just know it wasn't my idea. So uh, if it goes terrible, Jordan at Jordan Takamoto on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah, no, I'm I'm fine with that. Yeah. Um, no, the the other thing I wanted to bring up uh, in terms of post game, um, it's not a snack, but it is a, a treat um, when you see maybe a parent bring a, a bigger uh, super hot day, a bigger uh, ice chest. And it's a Saturday game, and you're all in the the post game meeting, and you see all the parents line up for for water balloons. What what are your thoughts on that? Um, because I know I have I had thought today um, that probably wasn't a very good one. <laughs> okay, I like how you preface that. I would say this. I, yeah, I enjoy the water. I enjoyed the water balloon fights. I'll say this as I imagine as a coach, there's a certain level where I think you may want to stop doing the water balloon fights because at a certain point, some of those kids have cannons for arms and we know it's being in water balloon fights they don't always break and so you could have one of these guys that you know you know is going to play at the high school level and maybe beyond that's just chucking water balloons at you and it's not going to feel the best so definitely take the age in mind before you uh, decide to bring out water balloons but overall especially during those those uh dog days of summer those games yeah i like water balloons okay so hopefully yeah, a kid just, that tries to eat them right no i was just thinking because as a player i always enjoyed that but then I thought now that I'm not a player, I'm, I'm kind of entering that phase where, you know, in the future, I'm going to, you know, have kids or, or nieces and nephews that play. And that scares me a little bit um, because I know that there's going to be a kid. I just have a low tolerance for people in general. And <laughs> there's going to be that kid that drives me nuts. And I don't think I have the maturity not to, you know, let's be honest, drill a little bastard in between the numbers. <laughs> Um, and and I I know that might be harsh and not, maybe not politically correct to say about a kid. It's a water balloon. And, um, I've been to some of those like football games and I know a lot of parents that probably listen. Um, they would probably say and do a lot worse if given the chance. So I just want to throw that out there and, um, see, see what you thought about that. If, uh, because I also know that you, maybe there are some kids that, um, drive you nuts and, and, you know, if you give them a little, uh, high heat. That that wouldn't be the worst thing for for your mental health. So, <laughs> well, there's there's definitely days where you probably would want to for sure. Uh, I'll have to when those days come around for me, and when I'm if I'm coaching, I'm gonna have to find out who's doing snack or who's bringing the water balloons and make sure it's like you know what, uh, maybe Uncle Jordan shouldn't be at this game. Okay, yeah, you know, fair enough because <laughs> you know safer for everybody. Yeah, yeah, because I haven't thrown for a while, but you know, I'll, I can get a little crow hop going, and and you know, like sure. I said, nothing crazy. You know, ribs. Sure. He's not trying to intentionally walk anybody today. No, 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 no. It's going to be that HBP. Yeah, I'll you know get the PTSD of uh, the Houston Astros scandal and, and pretend it's uh, Alex Bregman. Boom, full full circle. Um, well, perfect. That was a good. That was a good top five, I think. Some, yeah, I think that was snacks. pretty good. I like it. So, last thing. This is this is definitely our longest episode ever, but it's been fun. I've enjoyed this. Last thing we just want to end with is. Uh, not necessarily taking it to a more serious place. could be, maybe not though, is um, obviously we're still in this quarantine um, situation where we're, you know, I haven't, and this is, this, we're actually doing this podcast in person, but you know, you and I are family. So it's a little, it's a little bit different, but like Deb and I haven't recorded in in person with a guest for quite a while now. Um, So obviously we're still, you know, some of the restrictions have been lifted a little bit, but we're still, I think they've seen a little bit of a spike recently. So the quarantine is still in effect and, and places are still not open and all that. So that being said, I thought it would just be interesting to hear what you had to say about something that you've learned during this uh, 
quarantine um actually i'll i'll go first that way you can end it you can end it for us but just for me the thing that i've learned is it's not anything overly serious but it's interesting how creative people have gotten during this quarantine and just in in any aspect in all aspects of life I, i know we follow a bunch of fitness people on instagram for character combine they've gotten creative with their workouts you've seen people athletes get creative with i mean how many times have you seen the the golfer hit a ping pong ball into a cup that's moving on a skateboard pushed by a dog crazy stuff like that and just it's interesting to me that there's so much creativity out there and it's a bummer that it's it's taken a quarantine or a situation like this to really get that creativity out of people but it is cool because i feel it's just a, a sign that's like yeah i think some people you hear people say it's like oh, i'm not that creative i don't think that's necessarily true i think there's a lot of people that are really creative i think most people have creativity inside of them I just think sometimes it takes something like this or a very extreme situation for that creativity to come out of them. Um, so for me, it's just been cool. It's like, I, I think seeing all the creative things that have the creative ideas or the thoughts that have come out of this time, it's pretty interesting. And I think I remember hearing the, I remember hearing the a podcast with the, the showrunner Vince, uh, Vince Gilligan from uh, Breaking Bad was talking about how in their writer's room, they would paint them, intentionally paint themselves in a cor- corner as far as a story because it, it forced them to be creative. You didn't have this wide open canvas where you could just do whatever you want. It's like, no, okay, this is where we have to get. How in the world are we gonna get there? And again, it's just because they were in a, a, a situation where they had no other choice. And I think it's just been kind of a cool thing with this quarantine, as difficult as it is for people and as it's, as it's affected so many people, I do think that the creativity and some of the things that have come out of it like that has been pretty cool. So that's just kind of my thought as something I've learned or, or noticed recently. Okay. Yeah. I, I have, you know, um, you kind of dropped the bombshell on me before we started and you said it could be either serious or not serious. Sure. Um, due to the serious nature of it, I, I just automatically prepared for a serious one, but something just hit me as, as kind of a not serious one. Um, that I find funny that it, it's not, it shouldn't be, it's not funny, but, um, you know, they put themselves out there. So sure. I, I really enjoy Karen jokes. Okay. Um, and, and I, I enjoy the Karen videos that are going viral. Sure. Um, especially the ones where you see a, a lady at target and, you know, she gets really upset something at the, at the manager and she grabs something off a shelf and just chucks it. Um, I, I think there's an opportunity there for, for people like you who, who likes to organize, um, intramural teams or, sure. um, you know, um, I, I think there's an opportunity maybe to re- recruitment. Um, you know, when the world sees angry, um, typically white lady, uh, I see uh, an aggressive second baseman with with a pretty good arm. So sure, um, maybe even a, maybe a left fielder. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and, and I know some of your teams could probably use a little bit more aggression and that passion. Um, so I just I, I think you know th- this pandemic it could bring light to some some hidden gems and, and i'm not going to call it you know the money ball of, of intramural leagues but you're, <laughs> you're definitely gonna be able to find some diamonds in the roughs and and you know if you pencil in karen you know second base <laughs> I, I i just you know i think like i said it's not should, a bad idea i'm a fan of just trying it and, and see where it goes um maybe it depends on the problem with that is that the aggression might be too high and and she may not be there for uh the end of the game that might be someone's okay. getting tossed quickly, but I like the idea. You have to harness, harness that aggression. Maybe it's a, a pinch hitter or something. Yeah, like you said, it's, it's the the star that shines bright, but you know dims quickly. It's true. Yeah, um, but I guess on a serious note, I think you know with everything kind of stopping, I think it makes you know you put in perspective just different elements of um, your life and kind of where you're at currently. Um, and I think it's 
you know, I think in the future, it's going to change maybe my mindset on how I've, I've approached, um, certain of those elements, whether it's professionally or personally or socially. Um, I think, um, because it does suck where we're at, where it seems like literally every aspect of my life is kind of standing still. So, hmm. um, I think typically I can get kind of passive and just kind of, um, whatever happens happens. But I think, um, you know, with everything stopping it, it, I think it's going to, um, encourage me, I guess, to be a little bit more aggressive in some of those pursuits, whether, like I said, it's professionally or, or personally or, or socially, you know, whatever people are, people are doing. I like if, it. That, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, for sure. I like it. It's a good way to end it. I like ending on that note. Uh, thank you, sir, for joining me for this bench chatter. Number one, um, and possibly based on what you were saying earlier, the rest of the podcast, uh, if Deb decides to, uh, not come back yeah i mean you can go ahead and i don't know if you have like separation papers or contracts with her you can probably shred those and um you know we'll, we'll see what happens sorry deb you know we, we liked you but um this is kind of how business works sometimes so we've, we've liked you so he's already talking like he had the ownership of this podcast yeah i'm not sure i like this anymore <laughs> um where can they follow you on uh twitter instagram all that stuff at uh, jordan takamo j-o-r-d-a-n-t-a-k-i-m-o-t-o Yep. Uh, um, both, both those places definitely go follow them. Uh, it's a fun follow on Twitter. If you're just looking for some fun nonsense and then, uh, some very cool GoPro pictures on Instagram that make me mad because I love the GoPro just as much, but his pictures always turn out better. <laughs> so, uh, all right, man. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And we will see you guys later. See ya.